Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So I need to make sure this... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, people from all over the world. My notes again. Here she goes with her notes. My notes, actually. I know you do. <laughs> it helps me stay on track and it gets the thoughts out of my head. And we can make sense when we talk. Cross it off the list. All right. We all right. are going to talk about. We're going to talk about the picture first. Because yeah. you were going to forget. Okay. Talk about the picture first. We've had this picture up. This is the third episode in Arena. We haven't talked about it. We're supposed to talk about our picture here in the middle <laughs> each episode, and we haven't the last couple. No. So been in the so note. focused on what she wants to talk about in her notes. We're, we're in gonna... the note. So. Nice. Okay. So <laughs> this is a picture of me and Kayla at a skating rink in Bradenton, Florida. And we were at our friend Yaz's birthday. <laughs> I think he was celebrating his 40th birthday. Why is that like, funny? It's fun to like be young, spirited, like, hey, we're all going to go to the roller rink and dress up like eighties. Yeah. All my friends are like. Yeah. No, it was super fun. Yeah. He's awesome. I love skating. I used to rollerblade around yeah, the neighborhood. So, so when we got there, we got all suited up and got our sizes for our skates you know, I didn't really know how to go down, but you're a pretty good uh, rollerblader. Did you rollerblade or roller skate? You don't even remember. You rollerbladed. I think one of the words we're going to talk about today is awareness. Was that the word? I was too busy smoking you, so I was like in front of you the whole time. So I'm looking down at your skates and your outfit. I paying attention to what were on your feet. So I grew up down the street from a skating rink. So I did that all through elementary, middle school. Which, was always, way, we, I went to that skating rink as well. Same one you went to. Yukon on Wheels. It was yeah. down the street from right 39th, right? Yeah. So my parents even let me go there on Y2K. You know, like when they, everyone thought the computers were going to, uh, you know, mess up. It's a good place to be. You know, Y2K. You're, there's no computers in there. There's no, you just be skating. Yeah, so I told my mom, I was like, Mom, you know, you always let me go to the skating room. I said, you even let me stay there on Y2K? And she said, oh, you're just right down the road, Tyler. I said, people thought it was going to be like the end of the world or something. She's like, ah, you're just down the street. So go go right. doing what you love. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Little Not sock hop. In your, in your house. Did I mean, you do the sock hops? 
Oh, I did all the hops at the roller <laughs> rink. Oh, man. That's awesome. And then I also rollerbladed just around my neighborhood, which I also sprained my wrist rollerblading mm-hmm. one time because I went down a hill and I did a really cool turn and then I fell backward on my wrist and I sprained it. Mm. Does it still bother you? Uh, no, but I just have really weak wrists, I feel like. I think that's a thing. Yeah. For people that have weak wrists. We're going to have to modify some workouts for you since your wrist is hurting. <laughs> I don't let it use. I don't let it let it set me back. But I remember having to wear a, um, I didn't have to get a cast, but it was, I had to get like a plastic thing and then put an ace bandage around it. Oh, that thing stunk all oh, the time. Nasty. Stinky. <laughs> to constantly change it or like itch it down there. Oh, anyway. All right, so this episode is going to be about habits you love, actually, talking about the name of the podcast. So you right. kind of came to me the other day, and you just like had this list, and you're like, we never really talk about the name, the name or habits or anything about habits. Um, and so you kind of presented the idea to me, and I was like, sure, we can, we can do that. So it's kind of like a reintroduction to habits you love. So I'll start off by just saying uh, I kind of rebranded a couple years ago from just being Kayla Fazio Fit, Kayla Fazio Fitness. I really didn't want my name in my brand anymore. I wanted it, I don't know, I wanted it to be more broad. So it was either going to be Love Your Habits or Habits You Love. I remember um, us discussing this in the car. And... Um, for the, for the longest time with my podcast, it was just me solo. I was just talking through my own personal journey through my story. And it really was about kind of taking myself through the framework that we're going to talk about today and every aspect of my life. Um, when I think about habits you love, I think about the journey from not obviously loving your habits, but also kind of just not loving yourself where you're at, kind of being in a rut, kind of being just down and that journey to being like on fire for life, living your passion, feeling like you're living your true self, feeling like you're energized. And, um, and then ultimately those are your habits, like everything you do. So it's kind of coming from like that low place to that heightened place um, and the journey to get there. So that's really what Habits You Love is all about and how to do that. So it's kind of like your self-healing, self-love journey. Yeah. I basically want to inspire people to start a self-healing journey by sharing the way I did it and then by just igniting that like, okay, maybe there's something is wrong with the choices I'm making, the things in my life, the people I surround myself with, and the habits or ultimately the decisions that I'm choosing to make on a day-to-day basis. So it's how to essentially change those and then go from, wow, I really don't like my job. I don't like the way I treat myself. I don't like the food I eat. I don't like that I don't work out. I don't like what, what, all those things to now the journey to, I love my habits. I love everything I do. I love the my job, the people I'm around. Um, the decisions I make for myself coming from a place of self-love. So that's really what habits you love is about. There you go. (laughs) Um, and then I started to notice, like I said, it was really just me for a long time. And then I started having guests on and I kind of noticed the same pattern of, 
they would come on and they would want to talk about a specific topic. And I just started to notice that I was kind of creating this safe space for people to share their story. A lot of the people I had on, that was the first time that it ever like publicly spoken right. about what they went through. And it was kind of just the same framework over and over of like, this is where I was. This is kind of my rock bottom, my downfall. And this is how I got myself out of it and how I am now living my true, authentic, love my life self. So, nice. They yeah. got to the better version of themselves. Yeah. The better version, there's always another version to yourself you could always discover. So, that is the backstory on habits you love and what it changed you. And now it's you and I doing it. And I think we both have good habits that we will talk about today. But first, before we get into the habits that we have already instilled and ingrained into our day-to-day routine. Let's talk about why we think other people set habits and then they can't stick to them. Or they would like to, but they don't. Yeah. What are the ways you see people just giving up on themselves, on their habits, on their decisions and starting this routine, but then kind of, you know, falling off a little bit off the wagon and then they have to keep restarting. Why do you think that is? A lot of people claim that they don't have the time, you know, to do whatever it is. Maybe it's read, maybe it's write a book, maybe it's work out. A lot of people don't have the time, but what it truly is, is they haven't made whatever that thing is a priority yet. If it was a priority, it would be getting done. It's just something they fantasize about. Mm-hmm. So you live, you're living in a fantasy world of this is what I want, but I'm content doing with what I'm doing right now. So what happens if people always just stay content doing what they're doing and never making that progress? Then they're kind of lying to themselves a little bit. You know, they're saying they want one thing and. They're not doing what it takes to to get that thing. Mm-hmm. So not enough time. You think people don't people is, is a good excuse that people use. I would say. Well, yeah, I work all the time. I'm busy. I got a family. Got kids. I got to cook. I got. It's like everybody does. That's why I kind of don't like the excuse of people saying that I'm busy. Well, a lot of people are busy. You know, but still find a way to. If someone is important, important. if someone or something is important, then you have to find a way to make time. Yeah, definitely. Oh, well, then it's like they have the time, but then they fill it up with something else that isn't as much of a priority as what they really want. But they don't quite. To me, when you when, and I'll get into this in a little bit, but I think a lot of that is not feeling worthy of what they want, that they're saying that they want. Like if I, like for instance, I want to write a book and I'm too busy to write one. (laughs) Just kidding. But when you write a book, you're essentially saying, I want to put a piece of work out there and be vulnerable and be seen in a way. You're putting yourself out there to be judged. So I think a lot of the reason people actually don't fully dive into it is because of the outcome. They're actually subconsciously afraid of being seen, being judged, being vulnerable. So that's why they actually don't. So do it. inadvertently, they or they don't even maybe know that. Right. 
I'll get into that in a little bit. But I think um, one of my reasons I said is I think people set too many goals and habits that they want to change right, right off the bat. Like yeah. they want to do a complete 180 of their entire lifestyle yeah, that's starting hard. Monday. It's like, well, I'm going to stop doing fast food. I'm going to stop drinking soda. I'm going to stop drinking alcohol. I'm actually going to lift three times a week. I'm going to do the treadmill at least four or five times a week. I'm going to stop cussing. Yeah, yeah, it's they like, say that all at once. Well, yeah, that's hard. It's like you have to pick one or two. Yeah, maybe to start, start with. Maybe start with drinking more water. You know, exactly. Whatever it is. Do you think it's easier for people to add something or take something away? It depends what it is. You know, just depends. Like if someone if someone needed to stop drinking alcohol but simultaneously needed to drink more water, should they stop drinking alcohol or drink more water first? They should drink one less beer and one more 16 ounce pint of water. So so at the so same well. time, both at the same time. Okay. What's another one you think? Reason people don't stick to their habits. Yeah, people just get back into their routine of whatever it is, you know, or whatever they were doing beforehand. People just stay st- stuck in the same routine. So people get bored maybe. They get bored trying if if they don't see in, any instant gratification there's no reward you know the rewards on down the road it's like well if i can't see that reward now or if i can't get a little taste of that then why am i gonna do this for a year now that's seems way too far down the line to see yeah. results or whatever say whatever work you put into the dark eventually comes to the light um and that's what it is. It takes a long time sometimes for results to be seen. So sometimes that one little habit that you're changing doesn't do much for you right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, it's like, why? I'm not seeing anything from this. So it's not, it's not, it's just like if you put a dollar away every day or five bucks every day, it's like, ah, uh, not really doing anything. Yeah. No, you don't really care. At the end of yeah. the year when you have all that cash money. Well, no, even at the end of the year, it's not a lot, it's not a ton of money, but it's like, it's more than a dollar. But after several years, it's a lot. Yeah. I think you experienced this where you had a client that was doing really good. He was consistent. I think he probably came for what, four or five months every month. And then he went on vacation and then he came back and some other personal stuff happened, but he hasn't been back since. (laughs) He was feeling really good. Yeah, he was feeling good when he was with you. So what can you like speak to that? Well, he went on a business trip. Um, probably just got out of that routine a little bit. When he got back like a month or two later, um, when he was expected to and was ready to come back to work, his wife had a stroke. So then all of a sudden he's got she, he's got to move her Um closer to where she can be near her family so they can help out. And he's meanwhile, he's three hours away from her. So he's got less time to, to work out. Um, so the working out dropped in priorities. His wife went up in priorities. Sometimes you have different priorities. And, but the thing is that working out is, going to make him feel better it's going to alleviate anxiety it's going to keep his 
just keep them healthy. So inadvertently that stroke that is hurting her, it's taking away from him as well by causing probably some stress on him. And, and, um, so yeah, we can't see these events happening or taking place. We can't predict them. You know, everybody's thrown curveballs. But the thing is, if you are in a routine of going to the gym or in a routine of, um, constantly challenging yourself when you do have these real life occurrences or events that are hard or challenging or very difficult to deal with, you're more inclined to handle them in a more resilient manner because you've already put yourself into something hard. Mm-hmm. And if you put yourself into something hard a little bit every day, you'll become more resilient. So <laughs> my grandma was giving me, I told her, you know, you need to work out. You need to work out. It's good for you. You know, everybody needs to do it. She said, well, it hurts me. You know, it doesn't hurt for you like it does for me. And I said, no, that's you being naive. Like it hurts me doing pull-ups and doing a whole bunch of pull-ups and doing it with weight. And I'm like, it hurts. My back hurts the next day. Or if I'm doing heavy deadlifts or like my hips are hurting, my lower back is hurting. Like I'm sore, but I I know that that's going to happen. I know I'm going to be hurting a little bit every day. So if I just continue to add and build up my resiliency, that's what's going to happen. If you don't build up that resiliency, then any little test or any little trying thing is going to come through and just knock you down. Yep. So it's nice to set those habits. Well, if the habit is, it can be, it doesn't have to be physical. It can be mental, like positive self-affirmations looping it like you look yourself in the mirror and say you know what you are pretty decent looking you are good looking like you are funny you are you are there for people you're you know and you start saying that stuff you know what you got a good family you do have a lot of people that care about you you do and that is a positive habit too and that doesn't take lifting weights mm-hmm. or or anything it, physical pain involved in it that. takes you analyzing yourself looking at yourself being honest with yourself and that's it. That's being completely honest with yourself and giving yourself a little bit of grace at the same time. All right. One final reason that I think people cannot stick to their habits that they set is they don't come from an authentic place of wanting to do so. And they don't really come or they actually don't even really want to do it. And they see other people doing it and they think they need to do it. So coming from a place that's true and honest to themselves, everyone's different. Everyone's going to have different purposes, different needs, different wants. And I feel like some people just set goals because they think it's what they should be doing, what they see society doing, what they see their friends, family, whatever doing. So I think that's another reason why people, they get into something and they're like, I want to want to do this, but they really don't. And so I think their old ways are always going to draw them back. So how do you want to want something? That all goes down to knowing yourself and knowing your purpose, your path. Your passion, what you like. Yeah, and you don't have to just conform to what everyone else is doing. So that That just goes. That would be falling back to being in tune with yourself. Right, right. Just because everybody, let's say something's popular right now, even though it might be popular, might not be your cup of tea. You know, maybe you go another way. Another right. direction. Yeah, you got to stand out a little bit. You got to be your 
authentic, unique self. I know we both have a lot of habits that we love. Let's talk about a couple that you love yourself. Some things that I wrote down for myself, for my positive habits. Um, I compliment others. I encourage others. I acknowledge others. I smile to strangers. Uh, I enjoy working out, competition. Um, I stay, you know, mostly positive. I try to stay in the habit of staying mentally positive, And I try not to talk over other people. Those you are think some, you do those on a daily basis? Yeah, I try to. Yeah? Yeah. Um, so I acknowledge others. Um, that's a big one for me. I don't like being in a room. <laughs> I don't like being in a room with someone when everybody's talking and maybe someone doesn't acknowledge you or at least like look at you or like just acknowledge your presence. To me, it feels disrespectful whenever like I'm in a room full of people. Um, yeah, just as a man for me personally, it's like, I want to be acknowledged. I want someone to, if I enter a room, you make eye contact with somebody and you see you, I see you, hi, you know, even if it's just a brief acknowledgement, a head nod, a wave, just say, hey, I see you, you know, just, um, so acknowledging others is important because I think that when you don't acknowledge or you ignore, it just goes to show like, you don't matter. You don't, you don't matter to me. Because I think that's like a weird jealousy, envious thing deep down for the other person. Why do you think someone wouldn't acknowledge someone? I don't know. It's different um, cultures, different places. Like New York City, you probably don't make eye contact with everybody on the subway. You know what I mean? That's just like not the norm, so to speak. So it depends place by place where you go, where things are normal, where they're not. I was working for a shoe company that was um, in cahoots with Nike, I'll say. And one of the, the big time corporate guys... He was he was doing a thing like down in Texas or something. They were doing something for this company, and um, one of the examples he gave about just acknowledging everybody and how important that is was he's up there speaking to you know I don't know four or five hundred people, and he says, uh, "See that little lady back there, the one that's been taking care of us all week here in the hotel." He said, "You see her?" He's like, "Wave, everybody, wave." He's like, "Anybody know her name?" No. So you guys have been here five days. This lady's been picking up trash, bringing you food, you know, helping. You guys don't know her name. He said, that's Maria. She's got three kids. She's from, you know, here. She's, you know, this is what she's got going on in her life. He said, I took the time to pay her attention, and we got to know each other. And, you know, not one of you people in here out of the four or five hundred know anything about her. Mm. He's like, how am I the person that's ahead of all these people and high up in the company? How do I have time to get to know this person? And you don't? Like, we, It's like we all have time to make time for other people. So there's people that we come in contact with. You know, they have a story too. So I just feel like it's imp- important to have common courtesy with other people. Just treat them with respect. So Yeah, you're good about that. What's another one that you... What's another one that you really love? You're like, I'm so glad I have this habit. I'm so glad I took the time to work on this. Honestly, just working out, like getting to the gym every day. It's pretty much, I mean, if I miss two days in a row, that's rare. 
if I miss four days in a row, that's like once every few years, you know? <laughs> that's when we're usually like on vacation or traveling. Yeah. It's like maybe once a year or two, like yeah. every two years. But um, the reason why I'm lucky to have that staple in my life, the, just the consistency of the working out, is because I hear all those people that say, oh, I'm getting back into it, or yeah, you know, I took some time off, I'm getting back into it, and I never want to be like, that person's like getting back into it. I just always wanted to be one of those people that like just stays in it. Even if you're not in it all the way, like hardcore, if you're consistent with it, it's going to be way better than getting all the way in and all the way out and all the way in and all the way out. That's when you yo-yo and that's, um, yeah. So I don't know, just the consistency of the working out has helped me keep a calm, cool level head. So once like I was telling you to make it hard on myself, if I make it hard on myself in the morning time, put myself through it the rest of the day. I was like, you know what? You guys can't make it hard on me. I already made it hard on myself. And I and I passed and I did good. So yeah. yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. That's good. I obviously have very similar ones. Two minor the top three that I have that I, I just can't imagine not doing them unless of course, like you said, we're away or off off routine a little bit but my first one I do every single morning like clockwork if there was a camera set up in our kitchen I'd be like Groundhog's Day for Kayla because I wake up and I immediately go to the kitchen and I take um kind of like my supplements my greens and my gut health and then I do my tea and my fizz and that's then replacing my coffee mm-hmm. and um I mosey over to the couch and I have my little stack of books and journals over there and I just have my quiet time in the light dim room and have my little music going very lightly and it's, I don't know, I just love it so much. It's your zone. I think journaling is a way to clear my mind first thing in the morning. I have, I wake up and I'm just very prone to racing thoughts. I'm not one of those people that can wake up and just roll out of bed and get ready and and head out the door. If I have to be somewhere at a certain time, I make sure to get up at a decent hour so I can get that that time into myself. Um, I've actually been, since we listened to the Tony Robbins thing, I've been doing my gratitude a little bit differently. I used to just write it down, kind of like Theo was saying. He's like, I would just write it down. And so I wouldn't really like feel anything from it. And that's how I was. I was like, okay, I'm grateful for these three things. Check, 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 move on. But now I write them down and actually take about three to five minutes to actually talk about them, feel them. Yeah, like truly feel the emotions of being grateful for those things. And so I think that's really helped. I've been doing that about two weeks and that's, that's really helped. Um, and then I read or I just sit and I mean, that's why when I'm in the best mood <laughs> throughout the whole day, which you don't really see that part. <laughs> and then I, then I get my, my day going and I work out within 90 minutes. Um, I know they say it's good to work out within 90 minutes. A couple of reasons why your some vital hormones, your testosterone are much higher in the morning uh, when you wake up. So that's a good time to take advantage of fat burning and building muscle, especially if you go work out, your testosterone's high. It's an easier, uh, more efficient way to build muscle. I work out fasted, so I don't eat before I work out. All I've had is my tea or my caffeine or whatever I have. And so I'm, I'm burning calories from a place of fat, from my fat stores, as opposed to having to 
eat and then burn off what I just ate. So I like to burn fat first thing in the morning. So I wouldn't say my full workout is done within 90 minutes of waking up, but I'm at least moving um, during that time. So that's really important to me. And another reason just working out in the morning is just kind of sets the foundation for my day. Like you said, I kind of get that like hard thing over with. Otherwise I am dreading the workout all day. Like I'll be having my whole day and I'm like, God, I gotta go work out later. And I just dread it. And then my motivation dial just keeps going way low. So one of the things, healthy habits that we both implement, I've been doing this since 2004, 2005. And that's 20 years. Yeah. And that's making a protein shake after I work out or having my protein shake. And that sounds simple. And it's just one step, you know, putting protein powder in a thing, shaking it or stirring or whatever. I say that one thing has set me apart from other people that haven't done it for 15, 20 Mm -hmm. years. Even though it's just one little simple thing. It's like that has helped me. That is a... uh, Created my baseline level. not even a thought in your mind. It's just like, yeah, it's just a natural habit. I just know I have to have it. Yeah, that kind of goes back to our episode about protein, why it's important right after a workout. You can go listen to that one. And then when I get done with the workout, I always have a healthy meal. If I miss a day of eggs, I am not a happy person. <laughs> I love my eggs in the morning. Um, but that goes again to our episode about protein is that first meal of the day is super vital as to how the rest of your day is going to go. If I chose to just have donuts instead it it does something completely different to your body so not only am i going to your insulin levels yeah it spikes your insulin it's just going to make you crave sugary carb food the rest of the day because when you and when you spike your insulin you just want to keep eating things that spike your insulin so you're not burning fat so i like to have a healthy meal filled with protein filled with um healthy fats fruit and then that's like okay i had my healthy breakfast why would i go and have a horrible lunch so that just keeps me making better decisions throughout the day i think it's more important to do the healthy things in the morning if you woke up in the morning you started drinking beer when you got up then rest of your day is probably gonna go downhill too you know the equivalent of drinking beer (laughs) just saying yeah wouldn't that's made for a long day i guess i'm just saying Instead, what if someone woke up, rolled out of bed, went to work, and then they worked out, and then they journaled, and then they read? Do you think it's different effect? I, I mean, I'm just asking. Bit. I have no um, idea. I think. Because yeah. then you go to bed. The reason why it's different is because you've had all those things happen to you that's going to change your train of thought at the end of the day, whereas the beginning of the day, it's fresh. Nothing's happened in the outside world yet. So all those thoughts are coming naturally from a different place. Whereas if you were to do it at night, you've had all those things happen to you throughout the day that is going to kind of make a decision as to what, basically let's say it like this. We used to have work meetings at work when I worked in a restaurant and they'd always want you to have a meeting at like Saturday or Sunday morning, right? Okay. Let's have a work meeting Saturday, Sunday morning. Everybody shows up. 
doesn't want to be there, you know, everybody's in pajamas, whatever. Well, do you know when the best time to actually have one of these meetings would be? On like maybe a Thursday night or Friday night after shift, after you just get worked. And (laughs) then everybody might be a little bit more uh, inclined or in tune to give you some feedback on how the restaurant could improve or not improve. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they just went through a shift or they just worked. Now, right after the work, we can look at what went wrong, where we can improve. Um, yeah. Where we're slacking, where we're doing good. Yeah. I think, I just think the morning time, there's something about when the sun rises. I don't know if there's some psychological thing to it, but it's just when sun rises, your mind rises and then, you just continue to rise all day and then you kind of come back down and that's when you're supposed to rest and reflect on the day. And I think anybody's natural circadian rhythm, it's like naturally we're supposed to kind of get up around when the sun does and go to sleep when the sun goes down. So That would be so hard know, for me. All animals, every single animal, that's that's what we're all connected by is mm-hmm. the sun. So we all have the same 24 hours. I can't imagine waking up at 7.30 when the sun rises. Yeah. I've already been up for three hours, people. Yeah. And then the sun sets at 5.30. I mean, not right now. It's not 6. I'm not. Oh, I'm not. I'm still awake around 8.39. We'll say that. (laughs) Never gone to bed at 6. Uh, Lately, the couch has been light. magic. As soon as she hits that couch, she's. I just like out. being sleep. awake. I just like being alive and awake, and I don't actually want to go to sleep. You know what? That's actually very. I know. I don't want to go to sleep. You know why? I'm That's good to hear. Life. <laughs> That's good to hear because when I was going through depression and I was depressed, I was wanting to sleep all the time. I was wanting to sleep because. My fantasy world, my imagination world, my dream world was actually more intriguing than my my real life. And that's sad. I know that's sad to say, but the fact that you just said that you want to be up to experience your life is like very, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's like really good. I've always been like that. I've never, I've always been a morning person. I like to wake up and just get going. Yeah, I just know there was a time when I was depressed. For, I mean, it was a couple months. It was a, it was a few months, but um, yeah, this was several years ago. But I just kind of wanted to. I slept a lot. Yeah, I slept a lot. That makes sense. Yeah, that you would rather be in your dreams than in your reality. Yeah, so I think a lot of people are like that. A lot of people are like that, or and even but if you can make the switch, and it can happen because yeah. I've come out of that. Do you want to give a couple examples of how you did that? Do you remember? I personally had to exert extreme amounts of energy, like sprinting, like seriously, like to the point where I'm like so overworked, I can't breathe and can't just, you're just like exhausted. And then once you hit that, hit that wall, I don't know, for me, that's what worked. I had to exert all this energy to where I was just toast. Mm -hmm. And 
That's my good. body was exhausted. I was literally energy. exhausted, yeah. you know, physically. And then that helped my mind relax. And yeah. Helped my mind calm down a little bit because when I had all that energy and, and what I say is when you have all that energy, that's like your secret power. Uh, it's like a, you know, superhero powers having all that energy, but then you have to learn how to harness it and where to put it. So you can have all that energy, but if you use it in the wrong time or the wrong place, it's going to be destructive. If you learn how to harness that energy and harness your, your powers and use them for good, then it's a lot better results. Talk about just really briefly about what Jordan Peterson says about men. A man is capable of extreme violence, like extreme violence. A man could tear somebody apart with their bare hands, but has the um, cap or has the restraint not to do that. You know, has the ability to be very violent and destructive, but also possesses the restraint to not do that. So that's what it is. And that, that's what makes, I think, what makes a very powerful man. Mm-hmm. I think if you choose the violence, that shows weakness. But choosing to know that you can do something and actively restrain yourself from not doing it, that's where the power is. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not powerful because you can beat someone up. You're powerful because you, you can, could, you don't. but you don't. Yeah. Right. So I like that. Shout out to Jordan Peterson. We like him. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into the nitty-gritty juicy stuff now. We're going to talk about how to actually stick to your habits. This is probably a top Google search. I'm sure you guys listening or watching have searched this before. How do I stick to a habit? What do I have to do? So when you do actually search this question, this is kind of what you're going to find. You're going to find start with one habit at a time. Start with a tiny habit. Once a day, do something. Focus on starting enjoy doing it, watch your thoughts, be accountable. All of these, again, going back to superficial reasons, I think people want to change their habits and then can't. So we're going to take you through a three-step process that I mentioned in the beginning, kind of the framework that I've implemented into various aspects of my life, not just habits, but kind of when I was going through a healing process, when I was just at a very low place. And I could tell that I wasn't living out my full potential. I was making bad decisions. I was in relationships I shouldn't have been in. I was in places or jobs I shouldn't have been in. I personally believe that habits are decisions and then your decisions are based upon how you feel about yourself. I really think it's rare to find someone that that truly loves themselves but makes horrible decisions about their life. I think it's all parallel. It's all synchronized. It's all, if you're coming from a place of self-love, you are going to make the best decisions. So I think, you know, if you ever want to bring something to fruition, if you want to see a goal through, if you want to change a habit... Um, it's not by positive thinking. It's not by faking it till you make it. It's not about writing up a to-do list of all the ways you're going to change just for it to be overwhelming and you're eventually going to give up. I think we do it by digging deeper into our subconscious and work to rewire the thoughts and programming that we have built up over the years and get curious as to why we are making the decisions that we are making every single day. 
Hey guys, I am jumping in here really quick to actually fix a technical difficulty we were having with the podcast earlier, and it cut out a pretty vital part of the podcast altogether. So this is the three-step process that I mentioned in the beginning and what I'll reference at the end. Um, it did cut out two of the bullet points, so I just want to quickly run through those so I can interject this in here so it all makes sense. So technical difficulties, always no fun. So the three-step process that I mentioned is the first one is acceptance. So fully accepting what has happened in your life and take extreme ownership of it. This is the very first step that you need to do in order to sit with where you are, give yourself grace and just realize that, okay, I fully accept this is what happened. This is where I'm at in life. And I think that's the first step to truly um, accepting and having that radical acceptance, right? The way to true happiness is acceptance of yourself, of others, and of the world. So step number one is acceptance. Number two, acknowledgement. So acknowledgement is being aware and acknowledging the role that you are playing in your own suffering. Whether you want to hear this or not, you are responsible for your life, no matter how much you want to blame someone or something else for your circumstances, you have a role to play in it. And the faster you acknowledge that, the better your life will be. So those are the two that I missed. The third one is going to be awareness. I'll quickly run through that. And I know we talk about it in a little bit, but starting to recognize in real time triggers your emotions and your self-talk and starting to learn and, under and understand yourself or what may be the very first time. So that is the three-part framework. Um, that is what this whole episode is based around. So I didn't want you to miss it. So keep enjoying the rest of the episode. If you want to get to a certain place or if you want to, if you have certain goals, whatever, um, if you're a part of a team, you guys want to win, you're going to have to have a meeting as a team and see where you're at. Say, okay, where we're at, where we're trying to go, what's our goals. All right, well, we've got to get real with ourselves. So we got to acknowledge, you know, accept where, where we are first and foremost. I think if you, you know, want to get somewhere, you got to know where you are first. So, so true. It's like when you put a destination in your maps and it says, I want to go here. And then ice says, cream shop, two miles. And it oh. says from your location, like where you are from your location, where you say, are. I don't know. Then you'd be like, I don't know where I am. I have no idea. So yeah. Knowing where you are. That's good. Just knowing where you are, giving yourself grace at that point, And then making a conscious effort to change it, which brings us to awareness. So starting to recognize in real time, whenever you set a goal and then you don't do it, you set a habit and you don't do it. You're self-sabotaging, not making it a priority. So like your triggers, your emotions, your self-talk, recognizing those in real time and starting to get really, again, curious about why you do this to yourself. Why these habits are taking change or why they're not or why you're implementing these things or why you're not. Yeah. You're kind of going more in depth of why am I making those decisions? Right. Or why am I, why can't I 
do this thing that I said I want to do. Yeah. It's, it's really asking the question, why? That's like that three letter word is so powerful. Like, why? Why can't I do this? Why am I not doing this? Why do I say I want this and I never follow through with it? You know? Never been a priority before. So then so then it's like, why isn't it a priority? Then you keep peeling the the layers, keep peeling the onion. Why is it not a priority? Oh, my family and my work and everything else is a priority. Why? Uh, because I'm a people pleaser and I like to please other people first before I put myself first. Okay, why? And then you just, until you get down to the root problem, you can actually just ask that three-letter word over and over and over again. You know, so do that with anything. Just start with why. Okay. Once you answer that, ask yourself why again. Once you answer that, ask yourself why again. Just get really curious about the root problem of the habit that you don't love now that you are trying to change and you can never seem to change it. Boom. Why? Boom. Let's take the example of emotional eating. That's, I think that's why emotional eating is such a problem um, in our society is because people want to change their eating habits. So when they want to change their eating habits or they want to lose weight, they what do they do? They find a meal plan. They join a challenge. They hire a coach or a trainer. But they skip the part where they have to be aware of their own patterns and feelings around when they are eating. When you're going to eat, why are you going to eat? Is it your feelings? Are you bored? Are you trying to fill a void of feelings that you aren't giving yourself from somewhere else? Is it like that's you feel that as love as like putting stuff in your mouth, you know? So that's just one example of being aware of when you go to make a decision, whatever it is, doesn't have to be eating. Ask yourself, why am I making this decision? Okay. I don't know. Just the one thing I see with people is, um, saying they want to achieve some type of way, uh, about like, how they look, you know, but they're not willing to actually put in the amount of time physically to see those results that they want to see. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so it does. People, obviously that's the only reason why it doesn't work. Cause they don't put in the time. People say, I just want to get better shape this year. And so they go to the gym and they get on the treadmill and then they walk for 15 or 20 minutes. And then they, oh, I did my workout and did it. Like, all right, well, it's not good enough. So some people think that they're doing enough and they need to do more. Some people need the proper guidance. Some people don't have the guidance or the knowledge. Yeah. So you need to, you know, put yourself in a proper uh, alignment and situation to help you get to your goals. Yeah. I mean, obviously guidance helps a lot, but then that goes back to – Someone who hasn't been in shape for 20 years probably isn't going to be very confident in themselves. Yeah, or with the equipment or just how to go about doing it. I think confidence is kind of a byproduct of learning. You know, I think you gain the confidence from not knowing how to do something and then learning how to do it and being shown how to do something. And then once you do it and you learn how to do it, then it's like, yeah. <laughs> there he is. Is it that time? It's that time. 
Oh, <laughs> he's going over all the cards. Which one do you think is going to feed you? <laughs> Me? Am I okay. Your, am I your best? So, yeah, to wrap it up, my the only way I was really able to change my habits and actually get to the habits that I love was this framework of the three A's of acceptance, acknowledgement, and awareness. Because at the end of the day, every decision that you are making has come from some sort of programming or looping that you've been doing for years and years and years. And it doesn't take overnight to get out of it. Um, I think my three words would be minimize, deny, blame. So yeah, try not to try not to minimize. So you have your three A's. I like to say, you know, don't minimize, deny, and blame. They might even say that in a Alcoholics Anonymous or something. I've never been, but I, they might <laughs> use that. I don't know. I think that came from somewhere. But don't minimize, deny, or blame. So whenever you're going through something, let's say your your habits, you're trying to get to the gym. That's going to be your new habit that you're failing on or not doing as well it's like okay well are you you know are you denying are you blaming are you minimizing like oh well i I didn't go to the gym because i had to get my oil changed it's like okay well are you just you know blaming it putting the blame somewhere else or are you saying well um are you like i fully am aware that i had to get an oil change and time ran out and i i accept that i didn't go that's on me that's a different way to mm-hmm. look mm-hmm. at it as opposed to be like oh the oil change caused me to not do that what's a example of minimizing so it can be like uh well you you knew we were going to have this workout this morning but you came in kind of hung over right and it's like well i only had like five four or five beers last night that's minimizing. Mm-hmm. Like I only had four or five. Just trying to minimize what you did. That's yeah, not that. It's not that bad. Yeah. Big of a yeah. Deal. Well, it's the same thing as I only I had a whole large pizza last night, but I could have had more. Like <laughs> you know, you I didn't eat, eat the whole pizza. Yeah, it's it's you're saying whatever you do isn't that big of a deal, so you're trying to minimize. Uh, and then denial is just complete denial. Yeah. Of like, oh, no, I don't do that. Oh, no, I wasn't doing that. What else? Do this example. So this is kind of an example of what I picture going back to the looping and programming that you have had maybe all of your life, most of your life for years, whatever. So this is how I imagine. I guess I should turn it this way. This is how I imagine people's thoughts going. You ready for this? Ready for this like life altering example here? Okay. (laughs) So this is your thoughts on a daily basis, right? They're looping. They're looping. They've been the same for a really long time. You're in this pattern. You're in this routine. You're in these habits. The only way to get over here to healthier habits, let's say these are your bad habits, is you have to slowly come out of the circle like this a daily practice to rewire those that programming that you've had looped in your brain so then eventually you can come over here and now you have these this whole new 
thought process and habits and routine, right? So this is old habits, old thoughts, old patterning, new habits, new thoughts, where I feel like people, this is what people just want to do. Here's their years of programming, their years of habits, their years of negative self-talk, and then they want to go, all right, I'm over here now. This is my new way of thinking, my new habit, my new thoughts, my new thought process. I love myself. I fully love myself. That's not, that's not how it goes. You have to work on it every day. This is kind of like, uh, work late. This is kind of like 3D almost. <laughs> so old habits, new habits, but you get there by slowly rewiring your brain and your thoughts and your patterns to over here. That's how I think of it. I'm a visual person. I have to look at this stuff. Like, this is kind of what I feel. I feel like people want to do this. They want to go over here. Oh, I have whole new thoughts. I have whole new thoughts about myself, how I love myself, how I treat myself overnight when that's not how it works. Slowly but surely. Yes. And, all right. So to wrap it up, I think there's these are three questions you can ask yourself. Well, first of all, we already said you can ask yourself why over and over and over till you peel the onion and you get down to the root cause. We can also ask what am I not accepting in my life? What am I blaming other people or circumstances for? What am I doing mindlessly? And that will help you start the transformation process of your new lifestyle, of your new habits, and your new way of believing about yourself. Perfect. Any other final thoughts? All right, Berkeley. You've ruined our finale of our episode. I just want my turkey. <laughs> All right. Love you. Love you. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.